You're listening to Comedy Central. January 14, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Tonight, we are joined by the mastermind behind the hit show, Drunk History. Derek Waters is here, everybody. We have a really exciting season coming up. Uh, We're also gonna be catching up on the big news in the Russia investigation, and we'll find out which Democrats are getting into the ring with Trump in 2020. But first, let's catch up on today's headlines. Teaching. It's not an easy job, unless you're a gym teacher because then you're allowed to hit the kids. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they call it dodgeball, but we all know the truth. <laughs> anyway, too often, educators in America are not compensated fairly, which is why this happens. Tens of thousands of teachers in Los Angeles are expected to strike this morning in the nation's second largest school district. Educators are demanding more counselors and librarians, plus a full-time nurse in every school, in addition to salary negotiations. Talks broke down Friday and were not renewed over the weekend. That's right, teachers in the nation's second largest school district are striking. So if you're in LA, expect to hear some grammatically correct chants. What do we want? More pay. From whom do we want said pay? (laughs) One at a time, please, raise your hands. (laughs) Now, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. It's hard not to be on the teacher's side in this dispute. Firstly, because I don't think teachers ever get paid enough. And secondly, they're also asking for more school counselors and one nurse per school. That's like the most reasonable list of demands I've ever heard. Like, I wish bank robbers were this reasonable. It'll be like, I'm not gonna release the hostages until you open up another teller window. (laughs) And also, I want the chain on the pen to be long enough to reach the thing I'm trying to write on. (laughs) Just a long enough chain. Not a chance, not a chance. Kill some hostages, then we'll talk. (laughs) Moving on, some news on Instagram. It's where anyone can be a model. You know, all you need is an ass and a dream. And now, (laughs) there's a new Insta star. For nearly a year, Kylie Jenner has held the record for the most liked photo on Instagram. It was this one here, the first photo of her daughter, Stormy. It's been liked a whopping 18 million times. Many thought that could never be topped, but that was before World Record Egg. An account with that very name posted this single photo. It's a picture of an egg. The caption reads, let's set a world record together and get the most liked post on Instagram. While social media users accepted that challenge, the egg not only beat Jenner's record of 18 million, it crushed it. The egg currently has 26 million likes and counting. The egg has 26 million likes and counting. Bow down to your new queen. (laughs) This is exciting. This egg is so popular, they actually just announced that it's going to be hosting the Oscars. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm really happy about because they've never had an egg before and if you... Oh, sorry, hold hold on, sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm being told the egg has been fired from hosting the Oscars. Uh, 
Apparently, they just found the eggs old tweets. Really, <laughs> really sad. So, congratulations, Egg. You are the new champion of social media. I hope you enjoy your time at the top, because soon you will find out that Instagram fame is... over easy. <laughs> Moving on to some news from China. They've not been having a good time recently, right? Uh, their economy is in trouble, their infrastructure is crumbling, and their generals haven't invented a new chicken recipe in, like, 50 years. <laughs> but over the weekend, they got some good news that sent them over the moon. China has landed a spacecraft on the dark side of the moon, and now we're all getting a chance to see what it looks like. Here's part of a 12-minute video that the Chinese National Space Administration released. It will study the moon's terrain while it's there and bring back samples here to Earth. That's right. China just became the first nation to land on the dark side of the moon. And this is a big deal, because this is a side of the moon that we never get to see. Right? Unless you give it a few drinks and bring up its ex-wife, then the moon gets dark <laughs> real quick. And I know, I know it may be a difficult concept to grasp, but basically, right, because of the way the moon rotates as it circles the planets, there's a whole side of the moon that we've never seen from Earth. Right? It's like the left side of Mariah Carey's face. <laughs> yeah? It's never facing us. We don't know what's on the other side. <laughs> so the question... The question now is... <laughs> what will China find? Everyone wants to know what's there. My guess is the far side of the moon is where they hide the movie set where they fake the original moon landing. <laughs> Think about it. All right, and finally, big news from the world of sports. The Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Patriots are all moving on to the conference championships. And while these teams are moving on, Chicago is stuck in the past. Chicago, still reeling. We saw the game from Cody Parkey's missed field goal yeah, in last week's Bears-Eagles playoff game, and that knocked Chicago out of the playoffs. So much, in fact, that a Chicago brewery sponsored the Parkey Challenge, where 101 people lined up and attempted a 43-yard field goal. Fan after fan continued to try to kick their way for a successful field goal, many of them falling down or kicking the stand in the process. <laughs> Whoever came up with this idea is a genius. <laughs> yeah, no, you know why? You know why? Because sports fans always act like they could have won the game, right? When they're barely winning in life. Be people sitting at home like, you idiot, you should have passed the ball earlier. God damn it. Oh, mom, my hand is stuck in the Pringles can again. <laughs> I think we should do this for everything. Everyone that has too much of this when they don't do the job, be like, oh, that pilot's landing was horrible. All right, Sully, why don't you take the controls? <laughs> no, if I was Thor, I would have gotten Thanos in the head. Well, it's funny you say that, because Thanos is outside right now. Uh, why don't you take that axe and prove it? Oh, I would, but my hand is stuck in this Pringles can. <laughs> but easily, easily, my favorite attempted field goal was this one. The bright yellow vest was not the protection that man needed. <laughs> and now his balls have a concussion. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our main story. Today marks the 24th day of the government shutdown. And every day, the situation is getting worse. This is the longest shutdown in American history. Airports are shutting terminals. Court cases are being delayed. 
And to make ends meet, Mount Rushmore has been forced to sell ad space to Geico. <laughs> now, <laughs> polls have shown that 55% of the country blames President Trump for the shutdown. And the other 45% have clearly never seen this video. I am proud to shut down the government. All right. <laughs> but if losing the shutdown battle isn't bad enough for Trump, the news that came out this weekend has probably made him feel even worse. Another shocking report in the New York Times. And the paper claimed the FBI opened a counterintelligence investigation into whether the president was acting on behalf of the Russians when he fired FBI Director James Comey. Last night on Fox News, the president asked point blank whether he worked on behalf of Russia. Are you now or have you ever worked for Russia, Mr. President? I think it's the most <laughs> insulting thing I've ever been asked. How is that the most insulting question <laughs> he's ever been asked? I mean, people have been asking him if he wants to bang his daughter, but that is <laughs> more insulting? Yeah, the other question was way more reasonable. I mean, we've all seen her, right? We've all seen her. <laughs> but yes, the New York Times reported that the FBI investigated Donald Trump because they thought he might be a secret Russian spy, which, I'm sorry, is just crazy. And not because he wouldn't do it, but because Donald Trump would be the world's worst spy. <laughs> no one would hire him, right? He, he can't be a spy. He doesn't even have an inside voice. <laughs> He'd be out there like, thank you for meeting me under this bridge <laughs> to exchange these top secret documents. <laughs> and also, spies are known for blending in. If there's one thing Trump doesn't do, it's blend in. Red tie, orange skin, blonde hair. <laughs> The only place he'd blend in is in a jar of Starburst. Like, he's not <laughs> blending in. So, I don't think Trump is a Russian spy, all right? But I won't lie, it doesn't help his case when he's doing stuff like this. A bombshell report in the Washington Post claiming President Trump went to, quote, extraordinary lengths to conceal details of his conversations with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The Post reporting that at that private meeting in Hamburg back in 2017, the president confiscated his own interpreter's notes, shutting out members of the administration. Now, you gotta admit, that's real shady, right? Because now everyone wants to know, what did he say to Putin that was so bad he couldn't let anyone else see it? Could have been collusion. Could have been something worse. You know, like maybe Trump said, I love you. <laughs> and then Putin replied, thank you. <laughs> In which case, I'm with Trump. You can never let that get out. <laughs> but enough about Trump, enough about Trump. Let's talk about the people who are gonna try and replace him. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but it's only 659 days until the 2020 election. <laughs> I know, I know, that's, that's like tomorrow. That's like tomorrow, guys. So the big question is, which Democrat will take on Trump? Well, we're gonna be keeping you up to date on every twist and turn of the crowded Democratic race in our new segment, World War D. Right now, there's about a thousand Democrats who are expected to run for president. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, you know what I love about American politics is that it's all a game, right? Most of the time, the politicians who stand a real chance of winning, they don't enter the race early. It's always the fringe no-names who announce their candidacy first. And you know, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a dance circle at a party, right? You ever go to, like, a company party or anything where there's a dance circle? The first people who go in are always the people who have no business dancing in public. 
they got like all the confidence in the world. Like they get in, they got like all those moves. And then all the good dancers just stand on the side and they'll be like popping and locking and they'll be doing their thing. And you'll be like, hey, are you, are you gonna dance? And be like, nah, I don't know, I don't know. I, no, I don't, I don't really dance anymore. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't really dance. I, I'm, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens, you know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And that's what always happens. And because the election is around the corner, the fringe dancers are jumping straight in. Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard will seek the Democratic nomination for president in 2020. Gabbard touted her work for her father's anti-gay organization in the early 2000s, promoting controversial conversion therapy. Her views on LGBT rights have shifted dramatically in more recent years. In a statement to CNN, the congresswoman says she regrets the positions she took in the past. She may ha also have some real problem with her ties. Uh, a secret meeting with President Assad and denying that Assad was behind a chemical mm -hmm. weapons attack. A, a murderer. Um, so th that, I think, may be even a bigger issue. Wow. So she's got an anti-gay past and she defended Bashar al-Assad. I feel like she's one more controversy away from getting no votes in the Democratic primary. <laughs> This would be like her coming out like, for the last four years, I've been dating an AR-15. <laughs> Free Harvey Weinstein. Free Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> but the truth is, this year is special. Because we're not just hearing from candidates who make you say, who the hell is that? We're also hearing from candidates who make you say, remind me who that is again. Former Housing Secretary Julian Castro kicked off his campaign for president in his hometown of San Antonio, Texas. Castro was mayor of San Antonio before he joined the Obama administration. This community is a community like so many others across the nation. The American dream is not a sprint or even a marathon, but a relay. Together we will show that hope can be bigger than fear, that light can be bigger than darkness, and that truth can be bigger than lies. And as long as we work for it, tomorrow will always be better than today. So let's go work. Vamonos. Is it just me, or does Castro sound like he went to the Obama School of Speech? <laughs> like, same cadence, same delivery. Maybe it is Obama. <laughs> like, maybe he just got fed up and he was like, uh, screw it, uh, I'll run again. Uh, <laughs> just give me my Hispanic mask and I'll do it. <laughs> and they're like, sir, no one will fall for that. He's like, uh, that's what you said about my birth certificate. Let's do it, come on. <laughs> Now, now, although, although he is a long shot, Castro could be a real con contender, right? He's a real contender. He's young, but he also has Washington experience. He's a progressive person who's running on universal pre-K and affordable college. His dad probably wasn't Fidel Castro. I mean, <laughs> these are all the things you want in a candidate. But aside from Gabbard and Castro, we've also gotten an announcement from one of the biggest names in politics. Elizabeth Warren. And she celebrated her announcement with a live Instagram chat from inside her kitchen. Senator Elizabeth Warren becoming the biggest name in the Democratic field to signal she's running for president. Now looking to reintroduce herself to Democrats, connecting with supporters on Instagram. Hold on a sec, I'm gonna get me um, a beer. My husband Bruce is now in here. Um, you want a beer? No, I'll pass on the beer for now. You sure? Okay, save a lot of Yes. 
So this is my sweetie. Hello. Um, he's the best. Thank you for being here. Pleasure. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. I don't always drink beer. <laughs> but when I'm trying to look relatable, I do it on Instagram. <laughs> that was an interesting choice, though, right? It really is an interesting choice from Warren, just drinking alone in her kitchen. <laughs> I guess she wanted to start her campaign the same way Hillary ended hers, you know? <laughs> oh! joke. <laughs> All right, I got my steps in. So, <laughs> as it stands, in the past month, three Democratic candidates have thrown their hats in the ring. And that means the 2020 race has officially begun. It's only January, right? You realize if there are this many candidates now, that means by the summer, this field will be more crowded than Chuck and Nancy at a podium. You understand that, right? <laughs> And ultimately, the truth is, the candidate who manages to get through a primary campaign this packed is gonna be the one with the strongest and most passionate base of supporters. So what I'm saying is, don't be surprised if the Democrats' 2020 nominee is the Instagram egg. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is an actor, director, and co-creator of the Emmy-nominated Comedy Central series, Drunk History. Please welcome Derek Waters. Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Trevor. First of all, thank you for helping us make that uh, Trump history. Oh, that was so much fun. Right. Here's something I've always wanted, because with, with Trump, it happens naturally. But you have the show, and I remember the first time I watched it. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. You got people who are drunk, and they're telling a history story. But all those stories are factually correct. Right. 100% true. So yeah. you, you have fact-checkers who come in to make sure that the drunk people are doing it right. Right. It's kind of like the reverse of how you're taught in comedy is like, you know, don't... Go, don't look down on the audience, make them look smart. Right. Like, I want the audience to think they're smarter than the narrator and then be like, oh my God, they just taught me something. <laughs> that drunk person has intelligence. But here's something I, d I didn't know about the show. Like, I always thought you just literally got a person drunk right. and then you asked them to tell the story and then they did it. But it takes you, like, what, six hours to shoot one story? Yeah, six to eight hours, what, yeah. But why does it take so long? Well, uh, you know, whenever any human being has alcohol, they, um... <laughs> it's much like taming a lion, you know? It takes a lot of time. But uh, the first hour is, I'm gonna be as funny as I can in front of a camera and in front of a crew, and that's the hard, that's when I realize it's a job, when I just have to sit there and have someone trying to be funny for an hour. Oh. That's, that, that's what any human being would do with alcohol right. and a camera. Uh, so that takes a while, and then, they get drunk a little longer, and then uh, I'm trying to make it a little funnier. But the funniest thing about the whole thing is I always, always get an email the next day going, I'm so sorry I didn't tell the story. <laughs> they just never, ever remember telling the story. So <laughs> I, I start every night going, I promise you tonight, you will never believe me that we told the story. But I promise I will not leave until we have the story. To try to create that right, trust, right, right. it never works. It becomes... <laughs> It starts Drunk History, and then it becomes a Cops episode. I love... <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just basically, you get someone drunk, and then you wait for them to 
move away from like the happy drunk yeah. to that point where like we've all been or our friends have been where it's just like, like a very depressed drunk person. <laughs> it's that point of I'm not trying to be funny, I'm telling you how I feel. Yes. This issue that happened 300 years ago means something to me and it happened to me, man. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, then okay. you're you, then okay. you're you. So, so help me with the science of this. How yeah. do, you, do you teach them the, the, the history beforehand? They know the history beforehand, yeah. Right. They have like a week to study it. And then and they then, just have to keep telling the story over and over and, and over then, again. Uh, uh, God did a good job on me of like making me look and sound like I'm really drunk. So <laughs> I'm, it's very believable. The first time I, I met him, I thought it was like, I thought like part of your contract was that he just had to be drunk. <laughs> Because of like drunk history, I was like, ah, this is this makes sense. And it's like, no, you, but you do, you do have like a drunk vibe. Yes, you. yes, I have a very drunk. <laughs> it's an honest assessment. But it was, <laughs> it was also at the Justin Bieber roast. So let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, this okay. This season though is truly, truly one of the most star-studded casts that you have. You've got everyone from, you've got Will Ferrell, you've got Elijah Wood, you've got Seth Rogen, you've got Vanessa Hudgens, Rachel Wood from Westworld. In the past, you've had Tiffany Haddish, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Jim Carrey. How do you get these people to agree to come and be drunk? Uh, Kickstarter.com. Uh, I started it a couple years ago, and uh, yeah, I'm still alive somehow. No, uh, I just, I got lucky, man. I got really lucky. I think, I humbly think it's a, Unique idea, uh, um, but I also think people want to like tell history. People right, like. Right. I also think people like to feel smart, whether they are or they aren't. They like to watch That's a true. show and then be like, "Hey, did you know that? Did you know that? <laughs> I did." <laughs> but I, I love that because I don't know. History sometimes isn't taught in the most exciting way, and this is a way that. I humbly think that you can stay focused and it, it, want to hear every word they like, say. I feel like this should be implemented in schools. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like one history, bar. I would yeah. have listened more if history class was just like celebrities getting drunk. If they just brought drunk celebrities to my school, right, I would yeah. have passed history with like flying marks every time. <laughs> How do? You, let me ask you this though. Yeah. How do you know when Will Ferrell is drunk? Oh. <laughs> I wish he he's just reenacting. He's not. Oh, getting drunk. okay, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. you can't like. No, no, no. I legally would never be able to do that. Yeah, there's just like yeah. some people where you just go like, how do you do it? Um, before I let you go, the one thing yeah. I've always wanted to know is you have alcohol, you have comedians getting drunk, drunk. Surely, somebody has done something so crazy. Like you didn't put it on TV, but you were like, this this thing happened. Like did someone attack you? Did someone throw up on you? Did all of those. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we have a medic and security on set. It's a poison. You shouldn't drink alcohol. <laughs> I am not, uh, my show doesn't endorse alcohol, it endorses history and comedy. Indulgent history, but not alcohol. Yeah. Thank you so much for being Thank on the you, show. Thank you. I'm excited for season six of Drunk History. will premiere on Comedy Central January 15th at 10 p.m. Derek Waters, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.